Hey, it's Scott Rockfile back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the new 15th anniversary 4K edition of Smokin' Aces. short version is this 2006 action thriller is actually aged pretty well. I really liked it when it first came out. I've owned it for a long time, and I haven't watched it in over a decade. Well over that. And it always had fond memories. Then, before this came out, I was reading some reviews, and I actually remember it did not remember it didn't get very good reviews. <laughs> and some people were complaining that it was irritating and stuff like that. So I was like, oh. But it was a really cool steel book, and I do have fond memories of the movie. So I picked it up from Best Buy. It arrived this week, and I watched it. And the short version is if you're a fan of the movie, pick up this 4K now. So the Longo version, and I actually looked this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to read this. The cast of this 2006 movie, Joe Carnahan. It's an early movie from him. He's gone on to write and direct several action crime thrillers, thrillers that are all pretty brutal, um, gritty, down-to-earth, um, violent. Um, but I like a lot of them. Anyway, uh, Smoke and Aces came out. did okay at the box office. Um, did very well on home video. It was before John Wick and things like that. And, and it was just as some of these actors were becoming popular, this kind of more violent. They had kind of morphed from the 90s and gotten into even more violent stuff uh, in the early 21st century. So Smoke and Aces features Jeremy Piven, Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta, Ben Affleck, Chris Pine, Andy Garcia, Jason Bateman, Alicia Keys, Martin Henderson, Kevin Duran. Um, the list goes on and on. It's an incredible cast. Uh, I think it's currently sitting at about 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. But as far as the movie goes, it has a few pacing issues. It takes a while to get to the big action scenes. And there are action scenes spread out through it and random killings and things like that, which are pre all pretty gory and graphic. But when the action comes, it's pretty much nonstop through the end. And it's nonstop. There's a lot of it. Um, it's funny. It's violent. It's a little profane. Uh, you get to see Chris Pine pre-Captain Kirk with bad teeth in a crazy role um, that he does an amazing job in. Um, it's early Ryan Reynolds, and he's playing down-to-earth normal FBI agent instead of wisecracking Ryan Reynolds. Um, Ray Liotta's good in it. Uh, Alicia Keys is surprisingly good in it as a hitman. If you don't know anything about the story, go into it cold. Uh, briefly, there is a guy connected to the mob, Jeremy Priven. He's a uh, magician. He's connected to the mob, and somebody in the mob wants him killed and his heart cut out. That's what it, everybody thinks. And So the FBI wants the, the guy and want to protect him, and they've put a million-dollar bounty on his head, so every hitman anywhere near um, Lake Tahoe and Reno want him. And there's a rumor about a Swede coming and all sorts of things. And it all plays out as you expect it till the end. There's some, then there's some twists. And he would like to be Tarantino. He would like to be M. Night Shyamalan. And it's not quite as epic as he'd like. But they're good twists. And it's interesting how it ends. Um, the action is incredibly well done. Um, everybody plays their parts well. It's... It's a rough-and-tumble action thriller with some crazy characters. It would be most relatable to a Tarantino movie, but it's got a style of its own. It doesn't feel like a Tarantino movie. 
Um, it's interesting to see some of these guys play against type, the, how they play now, like Ben Affleck and a few others. Um, overall, the movie holds up on its 15th anniversary. It didn't feel like it was an old movie, except for it's a little bit throwback to the action stuff. There's no really too much... like. like Superhero stuff like people avoiding getting shot when they should have got shot. Most people, if they should get shot or die, they do. Um, but talking about the 4K. So if you're a fan of the film, pick it up. I mean, seriously, it looks fantastic. I read one site said it was an upscale. Another site said it was native 4K. I can't tell you. It looks pretty native to me. It's not 4K crispy sharp like a brand new digitally shot movie, but it does look like it, it uh, was converted from film. If it's an upscale, I'd be surprised. The HDR works wonders on all the neon lights and things like that in this Vegas-type setting of Lake Tahoe. It was filmed on location uh, in Lake Tahoe, Vegas, and a few other places. Uh, you find out at the end of the movie. It looks amazing. I mean, I really didn't... I really want... Because the Steelbook, it, it come, it's a little cheaper than most 4Ks because it's an older movie, I guess. Um, and it's a really cool Steelbook. I'll use it as the cover picture for this podcast. Um, but I was hoping the movie would be good because, like I said, I already own the Blu-ray. And it does. Uh, and the HDR colors really make it. It's it's sharp. Um, there's some very stylized stuff where the color's been drained out of it towards the beginning in certain scenes. And then there's some really, really bright, over-the-top, almost pushed-to-the-edge colors later on in the movie. So it kind of runs the gamut of different uh, shooting styles and angles and all that kind of stuff. Sound quality-wise, it is one of the... When I first got into surround sound, um, Dolby Pro Logic was the thing. And then when we got digital stuff, it was Dolby Digital and DTS. And even back then, DTS was the minority. It was the Pepsi. It was hard to get some things in DTS. Some things would have to be special DTS because DTS soundtracks took up more space on the disc than Dolby Digital did. But in modern times, Dolby Atmos has won the war. Um, 90% of the Blu-rays or the 4Ks I get are Dolby Atmos or Dolby Digital. Um, very few are DTSX, which is DTS's version of an object-based surround sound like Dolby Atmos, which still is the best surround sound we've ever had. It's amazing. Um, I have a few things that are DTS, and they're all... Um, Universal. Universal Pictures is still stuck. I, maybe they own the company or have money in it. But anyway, the DTS soundtrack is great. It doesn't sound dated. It's incredibly loud uh, and very bassy. It really gave my subwoofers an, a workout. A lot of music did. Yeah, there's some explosions and there's some high, large caliber weapons fired, so that will make your bass thump as well. But if you have a good surround sound system, this will really give it a workout. Overall, I'm kind of shocked that it's this good, and I'm glad it is. Good job, Universal. Um, It'd be nice to have Atmos, but there was some directionality. There's a lot of bullets that, that, especially when it gets to the big action scenes, there's some good ambient stuff. Um, but music was the most affected by this new mix. It's it's l very present and very loud. Matter of fact, and it might have been a problem with my system, that I don't watch enough nor have my settings set perfectly for Dolby or uh, DTSX. I watch most everything in Dolby Digital or Adobe Atmos. So maybe it was my fault for not recalibrating for DTS mix. The center channel was not as loud as it normally is, and I'm one of those people that have the center channel up a dB or two because I, I, I want to make sure I hear the, the talking, <laughs> the vocals. 
And I really had to turn it up to make the center channel rock. So I recalibrated it before we watched the movie, but I don't know. I will work on my DTS mix, but I did like the mix. I just thought it wasn't quite an Atmos mix. And that would be the only knock on it. Overall, it's a great package. If you can pick up the the 4K steelbook before it's out of print, do so. A lot of these steelbooks are coming out at Best Buy and, and almost going out of print immediately. So pick it up. Smoke and Aces. Movie holds up. Like I said, a few pacing issues. I would have cut to the chase a little bit quicker than they did. They spent a lot of time building up some of the side characters that they get taken out pretty early on. I, I know that so you don't know who's going to die, but we didn't really have to spend that much time with a couple of those characters when we could have gotten to the action and maybe stretched out the action a hair longer. But that's not really a knock. For a 2006 movie that didn't have a large budget that has a cast like this, oh, Common, he's also in it. I thought he's great. I think he's pretty much great in everything he's in. Um, Smoke and Aces really impresses on 4K, and the movie holds up if you've never seen it. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Uh, links are below. Check us out on Patreon. Got some more exclusive stuff coming there. I've also got a new uh, talk show coming to YouTube, so hang out for that. Thank you very much for spending time with my podcast. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.